0: Welcome to uh, the streaming heap where we talk about stuff. I'm bad at okay. this. I'm terrible at this. I, okay. I didn't have I anything thought, like
1: it. I I thought <laughs> you would introduce your YouTube channel, and I would be like, and welcome to a special episode of the Streaming Geek <laughs> for those of you who are checking out the recorded version after. So let's just go with that as the intro There you show. go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See,
0: this is why he hosts, not me. I'm terrible at this. So anyway, I'm Eric. I'm the Unapologetic Geek. This is my YouTube channel, if you're watching. And this is my co-host.
1: Uh, Excuse me, we're both co-hosts today, thank you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, For those of you who are regulars of Eric's channel but hasn't seen me, uh, my name is Lynn, and I'm usually the host of the Streaming Heap. Today we're kind of doing a combined thing, you know, Uh, what do they call it? Um, Cross-pollination? Or is that a sex thing? I don't know. Eric, thinks this is a live stream. For me, I'm considering it a speed run of getting Eric banned from YouTube. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I have no plans to monetize this particular video. <laughs> I
1: want us to try to stay PG,
0: but I, it, well, it's not the end of the world if we don't. Okay. But there are still certain things you could probably say that would get me banned from YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> There's a list of made, words. I can't tell you what they are.
1: <laughs> you made it sound so sinister. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We just gotta pass the like two minute mark, I think, and then we're safe. Yeah, so we got yeah. like four more seconds.
1: <laughs> well, we just we just need to um, start spouting conspiracy stuff, right? So, oh yeah, yeah. There you go. Then yeah. YouTube will protect us. <laughs> COVID. There we go. <laughs> All right, now that we got that out of the way, Eric, do you want to tell our listeners what we're actually doing this stream?
0: Okay, well, we started our podcast talking about foundation, the, the Apple TV show foundation, season one. We yeah. went episode by episode to the whole thing. The, the we podcast called it
1: cracking foundation
0: was called Cracking Foundation. And so now that we're gearing up for season two, which starts next week, um, we figured we'd do a recap of season one, maybe talk about some stuff from season two. I've grabbed some screenshots from the trailer, so we can talk about that too. But as always. Um, If you haven't listened to us before and you are a fan of the TV show foundation, the deal is I've read the books, but I'm not going to spoil them. I'm I'm really going to try very hard not to say, well, in the books, because that'll Mm -hmm. just get tedious. And Lynn has not read the books.
1: I have not read the books. I tried to read the books um, and then um, I got lazy and life got in the way. (laughs) The first one's really short, man. <laughs> I know, I know. I have it. Like, I think I bought a physical book and an audible version. <laughs> and I did not get through all. I love it.
0: I have the whole trilogy, the first trilogy, right here.
1: It's oh, it's, it's that's substantial. Really is, yeah, uh. it. I mean, it's smaller than some fantasy books.
0: Yeah, it's like smaller than a Wheel of Time book or something, yeah. Yeah, and there's 20 of them. That's true. (laughs) My wife reads them for fun all the time.
1: (laughs) You say that like other people read them for other reasons than fun, (laughs) like obligation. (laughs) Well,
0: people read for fun, really? Like I've only read Foundation for this now, that's not true. (laughs) I've read Foundation like four times now.
1: Sorry, Um, just one second.
0: Go ahead. I'm going to say uh, hi uh, to Baked Bean. How's it going?
1: Oh, um, hello. Yeah. I, I didn't know you have this little thing. That's I awesome. do.
0: See? And he's going to ask questions. He's asking how faithful is it to the books. I have no idea. <laughs> the answer depends. Like, it, it's it's taking the basic story and kind of remixing it and changing some of the characters around. Like, it's not extremely faithful to the books, but it is faithful to the spirit of the books, I think. Um,
1: And I know you saying that sentence about being faithful to the spirit of the book is going to cause a lot of arguments. (laughs) Yeah, I know. There's a lot of people who disagree with me. There's a
0: lot of like purists who hate the show, like hate. But I actually really love it. And reading it again after watching season one, I kind of respect it a little bit more. There's like little tiny things that happen in the book that like are kind of throwaway things. Um, One thing I will talk about, this this is not really a spoiler. The character of Salver Harden, who's a man in the book, um, when he's first introduced, he flips a coin, and it's just like a throwaway thing that he does to break up the dialogue. It's not like a major plot point. And in the show, if you've watched the show, flipping a coin is like Salver Harden's thing. She does it throughout the entire series. <laughs>
1: so, uh, okay. Uh, another thing I want to uh, pipe in is though I know for a fact that the first book is more written like a meta of factly, like like almost like a historical you know book. You know, it's not like very character driven um it's got yeah. some it's got some memorable characters but you're right it is more yeah. dry yeah 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 um and you can't do that with tv shows so no, which is why a lot of old and epic sci-fi is, is hard to adapt because all and epic sci-fi is you like are usually like that um so yeah like in that thing in that metric at least i think they have to change a lot right
0: yeah and um one of the biggest complaints from book purists is that uh the characters of gale and salver are made like they're kind of like the one they're like the chosen one characters um and they and they recur throughout the whole story and like that's very different from the books gale in the book is barely a character he shows up for like the very beginning of the book and that's it um but she's like the main character of foundation even though in season one she was sidelined a lot and made some really dumb decisions which we'll talk about (laughs) um yeah but, like, I, I, I understand that for a show, you kind of have to have through characters, characters who persist. I mean, you're telling a story that t- that spans a thousand years. You've got to have, like, somebody who's there the whole time. And that, they do this a couple of different ways. You've got a lot more Harry Selden than you do in the books. You've got, you know, uh, the Emperor, who isn't mm. even a character in the books, really, is, like, has this genetic dynasty thing going. So you can keep having Lee Pace and Lee Pace and then more Lee Pace, which is great. <laughs> um, stuff like that. That, that. That's basically the nuts and bolts biggest difference. Um, also the book, okay. The show, I mean, is taking some of what the extended book, like the prequel books and the sequel books and kind of like showing you stuff that you don't actually see in the books, but is referred to. So like you're seeing more of the story, like it's opened up more than it was in the books, which is also a good thing.
1: Yeah, and um, what we, what uh, Eric touched upon about already, about um, the needing to be throughline characters for a TV show, um, that's causing people to, that's causing the show to have a lot of, come up with a lot of creative way for people to last a long time. You can clearly say that, see that in the uh, Gale and the Selvo Harding storyline, which I understand even though I haven't read the books I understand why some people wouldn't be happy about it because even as a show only watcher like I can I I already see that they they there's a lot of contrivances to bounce them around from era to era right
0: Oh for sure yeah <laughs>
1: Uh but one thing I will appreciate with them the the Cleons genetic, genetic dynasty the, the way they have that three clone is entirely made up for the show and it is by far the most interesting idea you've seen in modern—I've seen in modern history for modern uh, science Sci-fi. fiction in a long time. Yeah, I love it.
0: And it, it, like yeah. you said, it's completely made up for the for the series. It's not in the books at all. But yeah. I, I, think it's great and it's very well done. Um, yeah, there's some stuff towards the end of season one where it was all about like the genetic dynasty being infiltrated, and the, the you had the girl trying to uh, coax away the teenage brother Dawn. Yeah and that was a little it went on for way too long especially when yeah. i rewatched this the first season i'm like this this is kind of pointless at this point it's just move along move along move along but i li- like where it ends where you learn yeah. that the genetic dynasty has been corrupted completely that every cleon yeah. is different which we if you listen to our podcast, we kind of saw that coming a long time ago, <laughs> yeah. but it's cool. Yeah. And we're going to see although that. Although We
1: never trusted Azura. We never trusted Azura. <laughs> <laughs> no, not once. <laughs> so, like,
0: I like that, and I'm really curious to see what they do with that in season two. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about that when we talk about season two. I still just want to kind of like recap season one. Um, I've been talking a lot, Lynn, so now it's your turn. Speak.
1: Okay, so you want me to recap season one? Yeah. Is that what you're doing? All right, let me pull out my notes. That's why I've been looking down at my phone. Um, sorry, th- th- bear with us a little bit. This is a, a new thing for me and a new setup. <laughs> um, so I guess if we want to recap season one, uh, there's like essentially like three storylines. It uh, first start with uh, you know little Cleon boys uh, getting a little bit upset at uh, <laughs> Harry Seldon <laughs> for his math based prophecies that... You know, that kind of did say uh, Cleons are going to fuck up. (laughs) Right. The foundation is going to go away. Uh, I'm sorry, the empire is going to go away and humanity is going to be plunged into 30,000 years of darkness. Um, But Harry come up with a solution that says, using psychohistory, one neat trick, Cleons hate him. (laughs) (laughs) He can reduce that down to a mere 1,000 years. And he predict one of the things he predicted is a major attack on the um, Empire, and that happens in the form of a massive 9-11 metaphor, uh, <laughs> sorry, a massive attack on the space ele- elevator, uh, which resulted in the Cleons uh, exiling Harry to Terminus on the edge of the um, civilized system to start the Foundation. They saw it as a win-win situation because... If Harry is right and they need the foundation, okay, go start the foundation over there. If Harry is wrong, he's all the way the fuck over there. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We'll take a jump ship and we'll gloss it and will be fine. (laughs) (laughs) But um, Harry has plans within the plan and that's when the stories diverge, right? One, stay with the cons and it... um, it jump from Cleon to Cleon um uh, the first brother day uh, the first brother dawn we see we kind of see him through to day and dusk throughout the right. first season um that is can be a little bit confusing episode to episode they don't jump back and forth with the cleons they 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 follow a linear No, the narrative. show
0: is still very linear yeah uh,
1: on the on the cleon's side, yeah the yeah. yeah.
0: gales kind but, of all over the place but yeah
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> But you have to pay attention to which number they are to know which, uh, which one is Li <laughs> Pei's play, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the two actors who play Day and Dusk do a really, really good job of yep. like portraying slightly different versions of themselves. Like, so you can yep. kind of see that progression because the very first day we meet is very, um, he's very mean. He's very like he, he's very aggressive. Um, he yep. really wants to cause trouble he wants he wants to blow up Anacreon and thespis and that's what he does and then later when you see him as dusk the actor who plays him as dusk plays him more aggressively plays him as kind of an angry old man and like i really i I appreciate that progression and you see day you see him as a kid you see him as when he's dawn and then when he grows up to be day you see he's a little bit softer he's not he doesn't have all the hard edges and he's more curious um, and he's willing to do things like go to uh to uh, that planet with the, the crone and the maiden and all that. Um, maiden.
1: The planet yeah. is literally called maiden. <laughs> right. There you go.
0: <laughs> so I really do like that. And I really want to see that persist, even though spoiler alert, the, the, um, the, dawn, the day. Yeah. The dawn we see at the end gets killed by Demerzel. Yeah. So we're not going to see that character again, that version of Cleon again.
1: Yeah. But there will be another dawn, I imagine. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. And also, uh, we did end on a slight cliffhanger as to whether or not the brother Dusk is already being corrupted. I don't think he is. Like, we could see, like, a genetic uh, uh, dynasty uh, civil war if the brother Dusk uh, hasn't been corrupted, which is a more interesting option. I would love for that, that to happen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. would be really then, cool. it could, then we could have, like, a two Cleons fighting against each other. Um, uh, the one thing is, though... Um, I know I should keep reca- <laughs> recapping, but this comes up. So um, the thing about what you said about uh, us noticing the uh, the dawn day dust, the one we're following being the last pure one, uh, uh, is quite apparent in the very beginning, Damrozel tells to the baby Dawn that uh, he asks uh, how often do we choose the violent way? And she said, in the end, we always choose the violent, you guys, you always seem to choose the violent way. Um, and then at the very end, when he's dusk, he's, uh, he wants Dawn put to death. He wants the right. corrupted Dawn put to death. But the day, who we later find out, in the giant Finelli twist has also been corrupted. Um, well, he wants to forgive Don, so the corruption is already present. Did I freeze on your screen?
0: Yeah, you're a little, you're frozen, but I can still hear you just fine.
1: Uh, what a what a pose! I've frozen. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're very like thoughtful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am very thoughtful. Uh, <laughs> Well, I don't know what to do about that, so I'm just going to keep going. And just keep rolling and
0: <laughs> rolling, and if you come back, you come back. I mean, as long as yeah. I can still hear you, it's no big deal.
1: Look, just, just imagine that I am stuck in that pose. Uh, like <laughs> I'm actually frozen. Um, so, And you're a great ventriloquist. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on the gill front, she just... Uh, She's uh, come from a watery planet that, um, <laughs> like, climate change is causing water to rise. Right? They're right. gonna drown soon. But the planet also like drowned scientists. Um, so it's not it's not really a very subtle metaphor, not at all, right. very subtle political <laughs> documentary. Uh, oh. But you know, if the shoe fits. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but she won a math competition (laughs) that allowed her to be implicated in terrorism, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because math is evil. Math is bad.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, I mean, like, eventually, like, meeting Harry, and then she just gets exiled. Yeah, (laughs) she immediately
0: gets exiled. Like, two days later, she's gone. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, on the way to Terminus, uh, she falls for... um, what would you call it? Uh, Harry's adopted son and protege, Rach. Right. Uh, unbe- unbeknownst to her, uh, Rach is tasked with murdering Harry <laughs> by Harry himself as part of his plan uh, to be like to be mart- martyred. Right. Like he he think he's he think he has like a brain degenerative disease. Um, and he also, like, he think he will be more effective as a martyred uh, creator than if he keep living and then people witness him degenerate, you know? <laughs> right, right, yeah. They, um, they,
0: he wants to continue to be a legend.
1: Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing you have to know about that, I don't know if this is present in the books at all as well, is Harry is a bit of a bastard, and an egomaniac. <laughs> that is true to the books, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, because of that, uh, uh, Gale uh, Rage put Gale in like a cryogenic pod and just shot her into space with a dagger that he killed uh, uh, Harry with, and uh, the little like memory Ch- recording device, the All chip right. thing that they put in the back of the head. Uh, and uh she wakes up like 35 years later in a ship called the Raven, which is clearly also designed by <laughs> Harry. Um, also uh, in this uh, show at least Harry is kind of magic. <laughs> he just you just know everything that's gonna happen.
0: yeah uh, even more so than in the books <laughs> yeah.
1: And then there's a hologram Harry that we assume comes from the dagger, not the ship itself. And I think there's a lot of evidence pointing that way. Um, it seems pretty like, clear to me. Yeah, yeah. The hologram doesn't come out until the dagger was plugged into the ship. Um, and um, there's arguments. Uh, there's uh, like we keep cutting back, cutting back and forth between that and the uh, future slash present day terminus uh, of, of Foundation. And it all ends with uh, two major things. Gail realized she can kind of see the future, something they've been hinting uh, the whole show. Um, and uh, she doesn't want she doesn't want to truck with Harry's stupid shit anymore. <laughs> Harry's plan is Harry said the Raven is headed to his home planet where he's gonna start the second foundation. Yeah,
0: he and he was plan- originally supposed to do that with Rage, but Rage changed because he fell in love with Gail, The plan changed. Um, no, I
1: don't think so. I no, think he I think was.
0: That's that's what he says. That's what Harry says.
1: Like, I... okay, yeah. uh, I well, I don't remember that, but I definitely remember Harry saying Gail was supposed to start the first foundation. Like, well, Gail Gale... was supposed
0: to stay at the first foundation and yeah. lead them. Yeah, that's yeah. the role that Salver Eventually, played. yeah, but we'll
1: get to that. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Rach is not starting either of the foundation because he got spaced for murdering. Harry. <laughs> He
0: is very dead and very cold.
1: Yeah. Maybe in this show, sometimes things get put into space and just shows up later. <laughs> sure. um, so um, Gail decided that where she need to go back is her terrible anti science water world, for and then some she, reason. for some reason, <laughs> she take a hundred and thirty year casket journey back there, and the <laughs> raven burn up in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, she, she she takes the dagger with her. That's important. She does
0: take the dagger with her and then she yeah, she crashes on Synax. Yeah. Which is her home planet. And of course yeah. it's completely flooded. So yeah. Yeah. why did she do that? She basically doomed herself.
1: Yeah. Well <laughs> No, because she can see the future. Uh, speaking of who else can f- see the future, we continue with the ship um, to the start of the foundation. Uh, when they get to terminus, there is a mysterious vault that is already there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Which, look, the show didn't reveal it until the very end. And as soon as the vault appear, I made a joke that Eric <laughs> Laughed at me for he treated me like, like I was insane. I was like, Hey, what if, that, <laughs> what if that vault was Harry's coffin?
0: And I said, That's stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was it, Eric? What did the vault turn out to be?
0: Uh, it definitely wasn't Harry's coffin. That would be dumb. <laughs> no, it was Harry's coffin.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He took some nanite pills and 3D printed himself and, uh vault out of his coffin I guess <laughs> like and they did make a point that like he pre-constructed the coffin to bring it on the journey but it somehow beat the ship to <laughs> terminus um, and yeah then, like
0: somehow he had built in like a tiny little jump drive in his casket which is weird that that was in the plans but it makes sense yeah. because the, the problem with jump drives other than the technology is kind of esoteric um, is that like consciousness, you can't like you can't deal with it consciously unless you're. Sorry.
1: Well, we don't we don't see it jumping. And scientifically, I don't have too much problem at it because as long as he timed the trajectory, that part, the practical part, how did he time the trajectory exactly? That that itself is a problem but because the ship is heading towards terminus anyway if you launch the coffin from the ship it would already be be traveling at the speed the ship is traveling in so as long as he put some sort of limited acceleration and navigation in there he could beat the ship
0: i guess that's that's technically true if you're following like classical physics and assuming that they're not exceeding the speed of light which they are so but
1: that doesn't matter (laughs) <laughs> we'll, well, we'll take classical physics and the magic on the part of all well, the yes, there's actual lots of magic, yeah. navigation required as a mental calculation that a dead body in a coffin has to make. <laughs> 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 but um, the foundation starts on Terminus, and then eventually the warden, who just like their sheriff, silver hearted, uh, we're introduced to her. Uh, and I was like, hey, do you think that's Gil's daughter? Yeah, it was <laughs> even like we we were, we meet her parents quickly so we're like oh okay but there wasn't thing called like a seed bank on the ship
0: so <laughs> they made a point of showing you that that um yeah. gale had dropped off something at yeah. the seed bank yeah
1: yeah, yeah. which has turned out to be hot and rage uh chart which right. um, selvo is who also have a special mythical magical powers uh which means she can approach the vault which other people can't approach without passing out um the foundation storyline to very quickly recap is essentially uh, the two planets that uh the Cleons blamed um the terrorist attack on the Space elevator on anacryl on that uh, uh is nearby to terminus, and and uh, anacryls attack the foundation. We don't really know why. They just kind of like generally shitty. <laughs> 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 I think they want to lure. Oh yeah, that's right. They want to lure the airplanes uh, yeah, out. this whole plan.
0: This was a whole plan was just to get some people with scientific knowledge to. To repair the Invictus, which they had just yeah. discovered, and then yeah. use it to basically destroy Trantor, which is the seat of the Empire.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, they also think like the Emperor will come out if they threaten the Foundation. They don't know that the Emperor doesn't give a shit about the Foundation.
0: <laughs> Emperor is <laughs> busy with their, other things.
1: Yeah, they have they their own less. problem with their their uh, prostitute garden and the genetic degradation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are we getting you, Ben? <laughs> no, not yet. Like it, We're well, not using the name the we used
0: in our, our podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I tried to tone it down a little bit. But uh, it all ends with uh, Gail... The, like she, you know, like she's a main character. She stopped an attack, and then Harry's hologram come out of the coffin vault, and then right. tell a little story that united the thespi- <laughs> thespians. I'm just gonna call them thespians, <laughs> uh, which is space Australia, by the way, because <laughs> Hugo, the main uh, thespian we meet, speak with a gig- uh, with a heavy Australian accent. Yeah, he's so we very decide Australian. A- yeah, yeah. We decide that is Space Australia. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, hologram Harry, uh, different hologram Harry, not to be confused with the other hologram.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they clearly like these two different versions of Harry do not communicate between each other. No. they like each one knows information that the other one doesn't, which is kind of yeah,
1: cool. yeah the two different versions of Special Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he to tell them a little story about how Cleons probably engineered their original feud in the first place. It, it was a little bit too easy, to be honest, but he unite them and convince them to team up with the Foundation to start a civilization together and keep, uh, you know, uh, Invictus in their back pocket and, you know,
0: it is a little bit too wrapped up in a bow, but like they tried at least to to sow the seeds for that when Salvor is talking to the the one guy and like trying to convince him that you know he's got a family, he's gotta to try to live for something when you know the grand huntress of Anacreon wants to just destroy. She's just yeah. wants to kill everything. Yeah. Yeah,
1: she has Tahoe trauma and she's all about continuing to pay that forward. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay because uh Salvor Hello, Daddy Steve. Hey Danny. How's it going? Uh, greetings from Brisbane, Australia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where everything is frozen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that's um, yeah, that's okay though, because the Huntress um got a uh, arrow through the throat. Oh uh, courtesy of Salvo Hard. <laughs> no, it
0: wasn't Salvor. it was or was it Salvor? It was yeah, Salvor. it was Salvor who just shot her. Yeah.
1: You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, using her own boat as well, which is just rude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, hey, and
0: Lance is here. Yeah, hey. some of my regulars are showing up.
1: Hey guys, I'm gonna call you Tug now, by the way.
0: Yeah, they call me Tug. <laughs> Everybody on this channel knows me as Tug.
1: Okay, so sorry for calling you Eric. I and, know they call me Eric, your too. Spot. Everyone's <laughs> they know my name, <laughs> it's not a secret. Well, but your secure social security number is which I have right here eight. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's showing it to the camera for all the good that does. <laughs>
1: Um, okay, so the big thing that happened at the end, at the end is Silver <laughs> was also like, I think I have to go to that shitty water planet too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right.
1: And then take Hugo's uh, ship, uh, beggar. Yeah. the beggar which I love, um, and fuck off there. And the se- season ends with uh, Gale arriving in Cinex and uh, discovering the crash Bagger and then fishing out um, Selvo from it. So mother and daughter, who's roughly the same age. Uh, maybe well, the daughter's he's... a couple years older, yeah. This yeah, I think, cool. the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the daughter's older, uh, reuniting on the watery planet with shit all on it. Um, and um, somebody on Discord said it is the head canon that the planet was fine until Selvo crash-landed <laughs> <it. laughs> <laughs> that's <was> pretty funny, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's a recap of season one for everybody who needed to remember that. That was pretty good. I mean, yeah, there, I mean, let's see where we ended the season.
0: The genetic dynasty has been corrupted. We know that. That's yep. that's the cliffhanger on that end. And Demerzal was so. Infuriated by all of this, by having to kill Dawn, and by like, like realizing that the Cleon that she loves is kind of not there anymore, she like rips her whole face off. And like, it, what happens? Is that us?
1: why we don't know why? We're not really we sure. Know that yeah. she's mad. I have yeah. theories.
0: Uh, I, okay, so, I do too, but we'll talk about that. And also, we don't know who blew up the, the space elevator. Not really. No, um, it's
1: it's fucking Harry. It's Harry. I know you. <laughs>
0: Harry was involved. I don't know if he actually did it, but he was definitely involved. <laughs> he did. But we don't we don't know any of
1: that for a fact yet. Um, the space elevator was an inside job. Harry did space elevator,
0: and then you've got the Foundation, Anacreon, and Thespis all working together to soup up the Invictus so that they have some kind of armament against the Empire when the Empire does eventually care about them. Um, and then yeah, you have Gale and Salvor off on Synax trying to decide what to do next
2: yeah
1: yep i'm sorry i'm trying to see if i can fix my camera Uh, (laughs) you can keep talking
0: yeah it's (laughs) fun Uh, (laughs) so this is going to be a little tricky for the podcast listeners i i i brought a bunch of screenshots from the trailers for season two so we can use that to talk about season two and oh, okay.
1: Well, before we do that, can I can I also can I first suggest that we talk about a little bit of like what I, what's hanging from? Oh, okay. The yeah, we can one.
0: keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sure, go for it. Yeah, what else do you have? So, on the genetic dynasty side, you already said that our cliffhanger is a corruption, and we don't know who started that rebellion that, that where the corruption was part of the plan.
0: Right. And I I feel like we're going to know more about that in season two. I think that's definitely going to come back around. Um, Uh, But I also think the corruption isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like the genetic dynasty is obviously a bad thing. So the fact that it's a little broken down is probably a good thing Um, because as, as Harry Seldon said, and as that one awful lady who was also in um, the peripheral said, uh, the genetic dynasty is what's leading to the ruin of the empire. It's what's it's cause. It's a, a cause of stagnation.
1: So, you, are very genetic dynasty pills, aren't you? Because you're calling her an awful lady. She's right. She called. She birthed. was right, but she was still awful. <laughs> <laughs> She's way worse
0: in in uh, the peripheral. So it's like yeah, you just, just some of that's kind of like the peripheral. Yeah, word, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um... I don't think I ever
0: really hated her the first time I watched this. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's <just> peripheral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, All I gotta say is that. There... So be- combining that, I think Demrozol did it. I think Demrozol started the uh, the whole corruption rebellion thing because I think she bought into. Uh, well, we know that she believed in Luminism. Uh and we know she actually have a little bit more in common with the the woman that you're describing from Luminism that she Yeah, I can't kill. remember her name. I really wish I could. <laughs> um, Halima. 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 Right, right, right. Yeah. There you go. Halima uh, has this thing called the doctrine of primary Otave. Right? Uh, right? Where she said uh, a soul is tied to a body, which make Cleons kind of abomination, you know, because they're just clones. Uh, they're soulless. Uh, uh, make all... your image. <laughs> yeah. Oh, am I still frozen on your screen? You're, or is you're just totally
0: image? black now.
1: Yeah. There's
0: <laughs> <is> nothing. Uh, <laughs> I might as well uh, just make myself solo. There you
1: go. Yes. <laughs> it's just yes. me now. And yes, that voice no also... in my head. That's how we. That's how I always want to live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, what are you're talking about oh yeah, Halima. Uh, so Demersol in believing that she, if she also she was also present when um, Harry was doing his psychohistory presentations and stuff. If she bought even a little bit into what he's saying about the stagnancies of the Cleons. Um, is leading to the downfall of the empire Um, and she even said her loyalty is to the empire which is a little bit confusing because there's a bit they of a call, wordplay there. Yeah, 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 because they call all the Cleons empire as well. That's how you address all three of them. And also the empire, right? Right. Right. So, which one is she loyal to? She just snapped one of them. There.
0: <laughs> 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 well, at that point like you could you could write that off easily because it was so corrupted. Like that was a corrupted clone. It wasn't really Cleon. It wasn't really empire, you know. Even though yes. she did say right before that, you will always be empire to me. I will always love you.
1: Yes. Um, and I, what I also want to point out is that uh, we talk about the the uh, the trinity, the divine femininity uh, in regard to the religion, yeah. especially on that episode, the, the maiden, where uh, where the emperor, uh, Brother Day, go for a walkabout. But uh, one thing I realized on like recaps and stuff is – I forgot to mention that like, the, the genetic dynasty itself is kind of like the corruption of the uh, divine femininity because the, the idea of the, the oh. three three sisters in one, the aspect is... He's uh, back. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, is that it's, it is the mother maiden and the crown. Uh, and the genetic dynasty is kind of set up as that. But male, right? Right. You, have brother dawn, brother day, and brother dusk. And dusk is supposed to be the one who impart the knowledge. Um, uh, dawn is supposed to be the one that learns everything. Day is supposed to be the one that is in the middle, rule, and you know, uh, get get knowledge from one side and teach from the other. So like, you know, mother made and chrome but male, but. They also sterile. They make a point about that. The Cleons are sterile, right. um, so like there is a there is a corruption of that metaphor, that concept, and like and also throughout the series, you can see that. Cleon is a bad father. <laughs> True. If he's he as a father to Dawn, he's he's terrible. Like <laughs> different different days, like the pre-corrupted day, uh, the more aggressive day is terrible in a different way.
0: Yeah, but they're both terrible.
1: <laughs> so the corrupted day is terrible in a different way, and uh, as a even if you think of it as a father to the empire, right? Which he. He acts like he is. He's also terrible. <laughs> like <laughs> He loves two planets in episode two <laughs> without any evidence. Um, and then, um, of course, we have Damrezel, who's filling in the mother role for all three of them. Like, So I thought that's also a very interesting setup. But, yeah, I, I, I digress. But my big theory is that, yeah, Damrezel started that to stop the stagnation. But the, uh, then another question becomes, if the Cleons are not stagnant anymore because of this corruption that has been introduced, which, by the way, the reveal is that it's been introduced to the original corpse of the original Cleon itself. There's no going back.
0: Which today, smashes <laughs> in the last episode anyway.
1: Uh, yeah, he just smashed the coffin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if the Dusk is uncorrupted, then maybe there's a way through the old Dusk. That's but, possible, uh, yeah. But if if does the corruption change what psychohistory predict, will that fix Empire? Like, will it actually help them?
0: I mean, that's an open question. Right. But according to Harry Seldon's own rules, it takes a lot to change. Like, it takes a massive change to affect near future. Like, that's not as massive of a change, at least in the near term, as it would be in the long term. So, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying.
1: Well, and also briefly, I want to ask if uh, if the Cleons uh, represent the divine femininity, but the but the masculine version of it, uh, who like which is the divine femininity that that offset them? Because there's two sources, the the religion of Lumin- luminism itself, or oh, they have three religious leader. Like the planet itself is called Maiden. The goddess have three aspects, so they already are are using the divine femininity. Metaphor and uh, symbolism. And right. then we also have um, Silver Hardened and Gail already, which is like, yeah, the mother and the maiden. Who's that crone? Is it Harry?
0: <laughs> Harry is kind of a crone. Yeah, he fits. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I'm just saying, like, that. Um, that metaphor, which is, if you read Neil Gaiman's work, it shows up everywhere, and in a lot of me- uh, mythology as well, it shows up everywhere. The Fates, uh, uh, the Furies, uh, even Medusa has two sisters, you know. Uh, and
0: Day does a really good job of like exploiting that when he when he talks yeah. about the three-petaled flower he saw in his vision yes. that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He knows. He
1: knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be interesting uh, going forward.
0: Hi Tracy, um,
1: how's it going? Hello, this is Lynn. Uh, <laughs> and I'm actually moving again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, <coughs> what are we talking about? I love. We're talking friend. about maiden uh, and, the, and the, uh, tripartite femininity. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, going forward, I think the one thing is that is very going to be very important about season two is in season one the genetic dynasty was by far the most interesting storyline um, to a point where a lot of people who are watching including us sometimes got very frustrated with the <laughs> other storylines in which nothing was happening or annoying things were happening like i we're not those people who blame it on who blame it on the gender swap of kill and um, harry, uh harry not harry sorry Selva and stuff that's not it and I think those two actresses also turned in great performance. I think everybody in this show turned in great performances. It's just the storylines over there seem to be like a bit of a, definitely uh, deliberately stretched out in a bit of a holding pattern, especially Gail. Gail just got pinball from location <laughs> to location to location so I found she can her, end up where she was.
0: I found her story the most frustrating, mostly because they only told it at the very end of every episode. Yeah. <laughs> they would like tease little tiny bits and pieces of it. It was, yeah. it was very frustrating. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um so what's what's the plot that is hanging for the Gail and the foundation side that um, you'd be interested in going forward?
0: Well, the thing that that concerns me the most is that one of the things that helped them in at the end of the first crisis was that they had the uh, the thing. They had the oh, McGuffin, the
1: primary, the, Prime yeah, radiant. Yeah. the Prime They radiant. had the
0: Prime Radiant and that's what helped them open the vault. Like they couldn't yeah. have opened the vault without it, is what it seemed yeah. like. Um, but now Salver took the Prime radiant for <laughs> <Yeah>. reasons <laughs> and Give it gives to it to Gale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that, uh, that's a big concern for me. Like, um, they kind of need that back on Terminus 150 years ago. <laughs> do, they? do they? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe vault the
1: vault is fucking magic. Maybe the, the vault just
0: opened at that time and it was just yeah. coincidence cuz he did say this, that the 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 null field expanding was just him waking up because it takes a long time to build a consciousness um and it was like its defense mechanism so maybe it was just coincidental timing cuz it was going to open one way or another i think
1: um, he say he say that, but on the Raven, it just seemed to you. Just have to plug in a dagger, and it's fine. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that didn't take nearly as long. <laughs> it yeah. was a little glitchy at first, but only for like a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, for for the Gail and uh, Selvo reunion, I am interested in where that goes and that dynamic of the. I do want to being... see their dynamic
0: together because oh, I do the, like the, those two actors the... playing those two roles and the whole mother-daughter yeah. dynamic. Like all that sounds really interesting to me.
1: Yes. Yes, and especially because like Selvor is way more of a hardened warrior than Gale is, even though Gale's been through her fair share of crap. Uh, and also, they have both the dagger and the Prime Radiant. And um, Harry was supposed to go start the Second Foundation on his <laughs> home planet. I forgot Helicon. What it is. it's a Helicon. Helicon, which you said. Um, after the fact, you reveal things to me about what happens in the book, when you think it has been diverged enough. Apparently in the books, that is where the second foundation is, right?
0: No, it's not. Oh,
1: okay. okay, Fair enough then. Uh, but that doesn't matter anymore because the raven burned up in the sun. So my question is, does Selva and Gale start the second foundation?
0: I think so. And there are reasons I think that that I can't really describe without spoiling book stuff. Um but it is also possible that it's still going to happen on Helicon because he did, Harry the Hologram, Harry the Hologram did say <laughs> that uh, he had allies who were going to help them on Helicon. So like yeah, they may true. have already be trying to set up the second foundation. True. So
1: you can never know. have enough redundancies. That's true. Maybe <laughs> there'll be a third foundation. <laughs> uh that third foundation was the friends we made along the way.
0: <laughs> but I do think that with the Prime Radiant and with their, you know, psychic abilities or whatever. And the dagger. And the dagger. I think they are going to start the second foundation. And I think that's yeah. moving forward. We're actually going to see the birth of the second foundation, which is something you don't actually see in the books at all. It's just like it comes in a few hundred years into the story. There's a second foundation. Like, it comes out of nowhere.
1: I froze again. Hooray.
0: That's a better better look for you, though. At least you look happy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, Growing pains, people. Bear with us. Uh, (laughs) It's
0: a a live stream. None of my live streams have ever gone off without a hitch. So (laughs) don't worry about it.
1: And on the side of the foundation itself... I am hopeful because they, uh, once again, leave it in an interesting place. The three planets, uh, Terminus, Thespian, and Acreon are starting the foundation together. Something uh, the genetic dynasty probably doesn't know about. And they also have the Invictus, which is something they probably also doesn't know about. Because the Empire does send uh, the Navy to check it out, but they blew it all up. So they'll have to be like, "Oh, nothing happened. Uh, uh, there was some trouble. Do whoever come there for, to for follow up? But if they successfully pull that off, they could be building a decent army slash civilization. Yeah, because they said uh, they can replicate. In the they
0: have one. They can build another. They they say that in the episodes. So yeah, yeah.
1: they did. Yeah, which I didn't buy because there was like. Like, even with all the three civilization combined, there cannot be more than like a couple of hundred thousands of them. I don't know if they're going to be building gigantic. Yeah, junctions. I don't either. Because <laughs> Esphen
0: and Anacreon are both decimated by the literal yeah. definition of decimation, and <laughs> and uh, uh, Terminus has no metal, so I don't see how they could possibly rebuild it, yeah. build another one. But like, there was one tiny little tease from the invictus that i want to revisit because it's completely outside the books like it has nothing to do with the books but it's a really cool tease um when they go aboard the ship and there's that whole like event horizon scene where they go to the bridge and everybody's dead and there's blood everywhere um somebody had written exo in blood on the, the the guiding navigational ball or whatever um and they even say it in the episode that they think maybe they left the galaxy and that's where they wrote Ooh. that.
2: Ooh!
0: And I'm, I just, I'm really curious about that because, like I said, it's not from the books at all. Like, there's nothing like that in the books, and I think that's just really cool.
1: Okay, okay, exo. Huh. I feel like uh, if you're gonna write things in blood, you, you got to be less cryptic,
0: guys. Yeah, really. Like <laughs> he, he ran out of blood. What can you say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> write smaller. It doesn't have to be that big. Um. Uh, <laughs> um, and also there was there is a little bit of like intriguing stuff about the the people on the ship like the weird genetically engineered people in the ship that can laugh that can open, that can be awake through a jump uh, oh also we, we forgot to mention at one point Gail woke up in the middle of a jump right and she was fine right. hey Keith, bye Keith <laughs> nice, <laughs> to <see you. laughs> nice to see you <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you Keith
0: Thanks for hitting that thumbs up. Uh,
1: yeah. So, okay. So, you want to talk about uh, uh, trailers and what we expect from uh, the show, uh, season two?
0: Yeah. Um, let me just go ahead and pull up the pictures because I think it'll
1: give us a good starting point. Do um, do uh, You wanna you wanna get some little tiny bit of negativity out of the way, like because yeah, sure. in season one we. Didn't like everything about this show. And yeah, I think we're, we're not, like, not like, die-hard yeah. fans.
0: Like that, we can nitpick it, and there were yeah. some things we really didn't like.
1: Yeah, and for me, especially, the more a diehard fan I am, the the better the show is to enough, uh, good enough to actually grapple with this idea. The more I'm going to nitpick because it's right. fun to analyze things. Uh, but uh, a couple of things in this show that we thought was just straight up kind of like drop the ball. Harry speech at the end. I hated it. You didn't hate it as much as me, but I, I like. I kind of feel like. <laughs> I kind of feel like this show used flashbacks all the time. I kind of feel like there was a flashback needed there. I think if the story he tell is like Cleon uh, clear, deliberately uh, pitted these two planets against each other. Uh, to start a fight, and they uh, he tell a little story about a woman bro- uh, like poisoning the Empire or something like that. If they just did a little flashback to show us the audience that it was Dementor who's a robot and immortal, <laughs> so it could have been her. That I think that would have made that scene a lot better.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe that's true. But like, I don't know. My expectations for Harry's speech were were very low because again, I know I keep bringing up the books. In the books, Harry. Shows up as a hologram, gives a very short speech, maybe like three paragraphs, and it doesn't say anything. Um, And he he disappears again. So, like, I wasn't expecting anything. I really wasn't. He actually says a lot more in the show than he ever did in the book. Fair. it's Anacreon and Thespis, were they in the books? Anacreon was. uh, Thespis not, actually.
1: Oh, okay. They just needed to introduce... There was another kingdom
0: that I think they they just changed the name because it was called Smyrno in the book.
1: And that's a terrible name. <laughs> S- Smyrno sounds like uh, uh, what the enemies of the Smurf would call them as a slur if they ever go to war.
0: <laughs> in the books, it was a little, in the book it was a little bit more complicated because there was actually four different kingdoms. Anacreon was the big one. That's the one they had the biggest conflict with, but there were four of them total.
1: Yeah, um, we definitely did not need more publication in this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing is, uh, and we both agree on this, Selvo and Gail going back to Sinus is stupid. It's just dumb. <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> when you left, you're like, within like, when Gail left, it was like, within 30 years, this place will be underwater. Why would you go back to it 160 <laughs> years after? <laughs> and the way the, the, way the show... Justify it is uh, Gail thinks she has to go there because she, she, her premonition, like her special powers, make her think that's where she's needed because Selvo's going to be there. Selvo goes there because her premonition powers <laughs> think Gail is going to be there. That's a, f- <laughs> I don't like that.
0: <laughs> it's, it's a logical circle. <laughs> it's begging the question. Um, yeah, I don't like that either at all. I mean, I know. The story, they wanted them to unite somewhere, and I, I I get Salvor leaving to go find Gale, but at the same time, I don't understand why Salvor would choose Synax. I don't know why Gale would choose Synax as because a meeting of their point. Special
1: powers. <laughs> and
0: that's just too much of a cheat. It's too yeah. much. Like, I, I can accept that they have special powers. It's fine. Yeah. But I don't know. That was just a bridge too far for me. Um, I will say the one thing I hated the most about the show, and I really hope they're not going to keep going with this, but they probably will is Gail's narration at the beginning of every episode because sometimes it was just drivel. It was like word, like she was reading poetry that didn't make any sense. It was dumb. (laughs) (laughs) And I was tired of it by the end.
1: (laughs) It it reminds me of beginning of, uh, uh, cloudy with a chance of meatball where he's like, (laughs) and that day I learned you cannot run from your own shoes. (laughs) Like same vibe. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, um, this show does make good use of their budget, which isn't, which is high, clearly high, but not insane like like uh, Rings of Power or um, that uh, Dance with Dragons or whatever, Family of Dragons or whatever that Game of Thrones new <laughs> show is called. Um, uh, but you guys need to hire better pyrotechnics. <laughs>
0: yeah, they had a big problem with the fight right. scenes. Yeah. yeah. And-
1: i can i can i can try
0: to give them the benefit of the doubt and say covid was the real problem there but still it was weak those fight scenes were just bad and like it was changing from night to day and it's ah that bugged the crap out of me
1: (laughs) yes and also uh, one in particular when an acryon good night tracy good night (laughs) when an acryon invade terminus Uh The the exploding ground and like the crap out of me because that's like Power Rangers level effects, man. Like, remember, like in the old Power Rangers shows, when they get hit with any sharp weapons, you can't can't show blood, so there were sparks fly everywhere. That was happening out of the sand in the the ground. I don't like why why would you rig it up like that? Come on, you're a major, (laughs) you're on Apple TV. (laughs) I also didn't quite
0: understand some of the things that happened, like in that, that, like there was these massive platoons on on all sides of the city, which is a tiny little village basically, and they come running in, guns blazing, and like three people die.
1: What? (laughs) (laughs) The grounds explode. Like, were they were there mines in there? Are they just shooting the ground? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't know. It was dumb. It didn't. It didn't work for me. And yeah, yeah. we we talked about that at length after that episode.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, um, I hate to break it to you. I saw some exploding grounds in some of those trailers. <laughs> uh, also, and uh, last but not least, especially because this is supposed to be pretty hard sci-fi in the beginning. Yes, Psychohistory is magic. We're just right. going to have to live with that. Psychohistory is magic, and clearly Gil and uh, Selbo is becoming some sort of freaking Jedi. But <laughs> outside of that, the science bits are supposed to be vaguely real, but the space travel and how long it takes and how like things like... <laughs> Um Gail's uh cryogenic tube ending up exactly where the raven is waiting for her. And um it's like um, things like uh the coffin vault the beating uh, the ship determiners. That that's a little bit shaky, but that's okay. I mean, I'm just gonna brush it
0: off. <laughs> no, you gotta kinda go with that. And and yeah. to be fair. I mean, Isaac Asimov, he did know a lot of good science. He was he was a good scientist, but the Foundation series isn't really that hard sci-fi. It's its more fantasy than science fiction. It's more science fiction than, say, Dune, but it's its still pretty fantastical. I mean, the yeah. whole psychic thing is in the book, so, I mean, that's there. Okay. And it doesn't go into a whole lot of detail about certain things, like hyper, hyper jumps and stuff, which is stuff that he's explored in, in other books and other stories, so, like, he can kind of just not address it in the Foundation series because he's already addressed it somewhere else, and all of his books kind of interlink. So there's that, but yeah, it's not it's not as hard sci-fi as you're saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, still, still, people didn't like the uh, uh, some of the space travel fudging of the details. But, yeah, uh, and I,
0: I don't either. Like, don't get me wrong, I really wish they would flesh it out a little more.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and all of those things, uh, most of these, I'm not too stressed about it going forward. I think they can be changed. I I don't I don't think they hired to uh, they hired new pyrotechnicians. So watching this <laughs> <laughs> Um And like I said, uh, season one left pretty much all the storyline in uh, interesting places. So I I am looking forward to it. So that means that come on, hit us with these, hit us with these things. You
0: okay? Well, this first one that has been on the screen for a while now is pretty easy. That's just the Invictus orbiting a planet that looks like it has water. So it's not terminus. Um, but that, I mean, it's a cool shot and I just wanted to bring it up. So that the, the, the Invictus is obviously still part of the story. Um, yeah. Well, is that the Invictus Oh, is that a new ship? There it could go. be a new ship, but it's the same design as the Invictus, the three wheels with the tiny little piece in the center. Uh Oh, we've lost Lynn. What happened? Where'd you go? Ah. Oh no. I'll have to do this without him for a while then come back come back oh there he is hello i don't know what just happened <laughs> Hi, can you hear me yeah yeah i can hear you just fine i can see you just fine and you're moving it's
1: nice excellent okay well apparently me trying to fix the camera did fix the camera but made me drop off for a little bit that's yeah, no big deal uh, anyway as i would say um yeah that looked better like i mean the Invictus. It does uh, it looks pretty <laughs> um it is based on the idea of like a dyson sphere uh kind of yeah uh, um, and what what uh, if i'm remembering right when they do jump, they they do they, they do create like a gigantic energy ball in the middle uh, middle right right so yeah kind of like, the thing like in a, contact yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of like a dyson sphere like right. around the sun <laughs> 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 uh yeah who are they attacking i don't know
0: i don't know maybe it's um trentor maybe not Maybe it's, you know... I feel
1: like Trento would have a lot more lights.
0: Yeah, on and planet. I don't think you'd see water on Trantor either because it's all big, one big city.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Trento is essentially just Coruscant. Yeah, it is, basically.
0: <laughs> okay, so more space stuff. This one, I think, is really cool because now Ooh. you're seeing a whole planet wrapped up in three rings and an Imperial ship approaching. Um, I don't know what to make of this other than it's really cool, and it actually reminds me more of Arthur C. Clarke than uh, Isaac Asimov because... See, in, that's
1: a Dyson sphere if the... That's the more like, like a Dyson sphere sun. if it was yeah. a planet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah
0: exactly. I so. <laughs> so I think that's really interesting. Um And it like I said, it reminds me of Arthur C. Clarke because in 3001, I think he went from space elevators to having big rings around planets.
1: I oh, thought that was just really cool. <laughs> that is really cool. But do you think the design being similar, do you think that planet can freaking jump? That'd be cool whoa that would be awesome
0: i'd be <laughs> totally down with that <laughs>
1: uh, but that would only work if it is the pla- if it, this planet is made entirely out of those special people that can stay awake right the
0: spacers the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: otherwise it's just like a planet that a planet full of people that pass out and wake up somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> right right <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so this next picture is from like the beginning of one of the episodes. At first I thought these were Bishop's Claws, but they're not. There's some other alien species that like run across the ground and then suddenly turn into a flock of demons flying Wait, they look like Bishop Claws. Are you sure they're not Bishop Claws? I'm pretty sure they're not, because they've got like this red mane on them. They look a little different. Like I I slowed down the video and watched it very carefully. Maybe they like they could be like a different breed of them or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but it, I don't know what the hell this is. I have no basis for what this could possibly be, but I just think it's really interesting and cool.
1: <laughs> they're also a lot bigger than Bishop's Crawl. That's true. They're huge. We, yeah. saw, we saw one of them and um, Cleon screaming at each other. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs>
0: we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I kind of like went like storyline to storyline. Like, there's There seems to be some distinctive storylines going on. And first you've got yeah. Gale and Salvor. They're still together. Yep. Um, and it looks like they're going on from place to place, and they've got the the beggar still. So obviously, they somehow get the beggar off of Synax. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, <laughs> yeah, it's still fine. It's like we see <laughs> all totally those shots of flying around, which is <laughs> funny because it was it was fucked up. It was There's like like a, there was like a hole in it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so magic, they magic their way out of there. Hey, Space Um,
1: Australia make great spaceships. Okay,
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Maybe Hugo stowed away. (laughs) He fixed it.
1: Actually, a little tease uh, for people. Stick around until the end. I have some inside scoops.
0: Okay, cool. We can talk about those. Um, And here we have another shot of uh, Salver being a badass. Um, And she's throwing a knife. I cannot tell if it's uh, Raisha's knife or not, but it's a
1: knife. Um, we do see Rage Knife at some point in one of the trailers. Um, we do. Which, well, yeah. Uh, Gail seemed to be threatening Salvor with it. Uh, <laughs> so she still has it. That can be confirmed. Uh, but that thing was cool. She throws it, right? Like,
0: yeah, she throws it. Like, I couldn't yeah. get a good shot because it's all in motion. Everything's motion blurred. But yeah. I just really liked it. It was really badass. <laughs> yeah. And Salvor's looking live. Like, she, she looks like she's... She's lost some fat and gained some muscle tone. So like, I'm really down with that. That's yeah. good. Yeah. And she's got a cool haircut.
1: Uh, I mean, it doesn't make sense that she gained muscle tone because she wasn't cryogenic. If anything, she should be losing muscle tone. Yeah. But true. Anyway. <laughs>
0: Maybe she was working out on the
1: beggar. Hey, giant robot spider, <laughs> giant robot know? spiders. It happened. <laughs> <Giant robot> spider. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, People this is part of a podcast
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay for the people on the podcast what we're looking at is giant robotic spiders um, that seem to have come up out of the ground and are like climbing a mountain um this yeah. is part of a long sequence that we kind of see throughout all the different trailers like you see the little cuts yeah. of it here and there it looks like the beggar with gale and Salvor on it are underground and then they come across these big mechanical spiders yeah. and then they shoot up out of the ground while these mechanical spiders shoot up out of the ground and then these mechanical spiders start climbing this mountain and then they go up to a statue and start destroying it while the beggar flies away
1: it's not a statue of Cleon
0: I don't know what that is a statue of but yeah. yeah that's not Cleon
1: it actually looked like a statue of an adult avatar egg <laughs> <laughs> could be could be <laughs> um but yeah uh actually these are a bit more like mechanical crabs rather than spiders we just like to see spiders because they fit our running junk
0: <laughs> that one producer <laughs> yeah that one produces uh
1: yeah Yep. Yeah. uh yeah that, i don't know that, that, it could that's... be it could be a
0: spider it's got four legs but it also looks like it's got four more legs that are kind of like curled up on top of it
1: <laughs> uh yeah i think these are like mining machines yeah, I probably. think that's what something at. like
0: that. I mean, they're obviously yeah. able to move in the ground really easily. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Whoever statue that is though, uh Gale and Selvo is fucking it up. They're not going to be <laughs> happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's lost its hand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh okay, next one. Oh, okay, next we... one. Is, okay. This is a scene of I uh, sorry, I, I no, just suddenly realized there is an audio format for half of our audience, so we I should be describing this is a This is a a shot of Harry angrily screaming from one of the trailers. Uh, He looked a little bit beat up, which keep in mind he's a fucking hologram. (laughs) (laughs) It also happened in season one, which I think is like it's probably his consciousness just remembering the trauma in his when he died. So it's in the same state. But I know for a fact why you took this screenshot, Eric. Because this is the shot where he yells, "You like we are, we are up for reckoning you and me, or something like that."
0: <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah. And the, the trailers make it look like he's talking to uh, Cleon. Cleon, but I'm not sure that that's actually what's happening. Um, especially in this shot, where like he's all dirty. Like it's not necessarily that he's messed up; he's just dirty, yeah. and he's got red eyes. Like he's I don't know. It, it's it looks like a human has done this. It doesn't look like a hologram anymore. Cause why would a hologram yeah. have red eyes and dirt on its face? <laughs> maybe they cloned him. Yeah, maybe something like that. Who knows? <laughs> we <laughs> know cloning is him. a thing.
1: <laughs> they cloned him and then waited until he's old enough to be played by the same actor. again. <laughs> because do, do Jared we Harris, Harris is form. awesome. Yeah, we give, yeah, the, we yeah. give the
0: character a lot of crap, but Jared Harris nails it.
1: <laughs> and we give the character crap, not because he's a bad character. Or badly <laughs> he's a great character. character. He yeah. just—he just an awful, awful. Man.
0: <laughs> and as I've mentioned before in the books, he is too, and he's modeled after Isaac Asimov. So this is what Isaac Asimov <laughs> sees himself as.
1: <laughs> I don't. I do. I did laugh at that scene though, because he's like, "It's time for a reckoning," and I'm like. You're a hologram and also like an ancient and, old man.
0: And if you are talking to Cleon, that's like not the same Cleon, man.
1: Yeah, it's not the same Cleon. And if you're talking to Brother Day, Brother Day would beat you like a Cherokee dog. True. <laughs>
0: Remember when he screamed uh, that one guy to death in season one?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Probably Answer me! Probably <laughs> they screamed at a man in season one, and that guy had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Lee Page can scream at me anytime. I mean, what? <laughs> 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 you described this
0: shot, Eric. Okay, this is Gale uh, doing a force push. Um mm. I don't yes. know what this is about. And you also see, like, I didn't take a screenshot of it, but you kind of see like three people like flying in the wake of this force push, which is bizarre. Um, seeing the future is one thing. Being able to move things with your mind is another.
1: Um, yeah. So I'm not really sure where they're going with this or if I even like it. But for <laughs> for those of us who watch Kondo, uh, this is new type bullshit right there. Yeah. <laughs> Because a lot of sci-fi does that where like, oh, when we venture out into space, we'll evolve in different exciting ways. And Gundam started with a like, oh, because we'll be all spread out and there'll be so little of us. We'll develop psychic powers to communicate with each other, powers, <laughs> each other's banners. And then like this 20 episodes later, man. you're like, you can see the future. <laughs> <laughs> you have special powers. <laughs> like, all right, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's where this is heading.
0: <laughs> What's funny is I mentioned before that there are psychic powers in the book. But like the psychic powers in the book are mostly just mind reading. And that's actually the one power we haven't seen yet. So
1: <laughs> no, 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 we have seen it. We have seen it in season one. Um, Silvo, Mind Read, um, the Oh, that's um, right. She uh, does Anacrion mind reading the Huntress. Grand Huntress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Grand I about that. Yeah, yeah. And she'd seen, like a whole origin story from <laughs> right. <laughs> interesting power very cinematic
0: <laughs> i mean it looked cool but at the same time i'm not sure i want force powers in the show <laughs> it's no, a bit much for I. me I.
1: yeah um That's and here because you know it's going to come and go as a plot oh, of course it's
0: and... going to it's not going to be used well yeah <laughs> um okay now we got another picture this is of gail sitting in a village of people all dressed in white um yeah she has an interesting it- necklace She's wearing an interesting necklace. All the characters seem to be wearing something interesting. Um, good costume design. They do still kind of look like Max Ma- Mad Max rejects. Um, uh, I kind of know what this is from like the written description of season two, but I don't know if we want to get into that or not. Um, written description? Yeah, there's a written description for season two. Have you seen that?
1: No, if it is out there in Richard's subscrip- description, I think we can talk about it.
0: Okay, give me a second and I will pull it up. You just talk about this picture for a second.
1: I mean, she's giving like a lot of like, uh, uh, you know, missionary uh, 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 here to teach and <laughs> village kind of vibe, you know, like she's surrounded by children. Uh, this can't be cynics, because there's no water to be seen. Right, yeah, it's definitely not cynics. <laughs> yeah, and they all also dress up uh, in a way that we haven't um, seen before, like, not like cynics. And it, it's giving pretty strong cult vibe, really. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely gives a cult uh, vibe. <laughs> especially because the uh, necklace they put on her, I, I, and I presume these people put it on her, because she's just wearing her flight jacket underneath, um, seem to be a bit ceremonial. So I don't know. You know, what in doubt, I guess, um, start a cult. It, I hear it's good for your self-esteem. Okay, <laughs> come on. I, I totally
0: saw this, and now I can't find it. <laughs> Give me a second. I will find it. Because it's just like two sentences. It's really brief.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much else. to. Oh, is that hammocks in the background? Do they live in hammocks? Maybe. I mean, I like mean at, uh, tie me into this cult.
0: That weird... <laughs> time machine remake that had everybody living in hammocks
1: oh yeah that's right i forget there's a time machine remake that's just like so i forget uh there's a uh, uh planet of the ape remake before the good remakes the the one with marky mark i was reminded of that recently
0: uh,
1: <laughs> okay well uh, i can't find it but i i can tell
0: you the gist of it just from memory okay. Because like yeah. I said, it's only a couple sentences. Yeah. Um, what they're saying this is about is um, Gail and Salvor have to deal with this group of mentalics who threaten to derail the plan. And at the same time, Cleon is dealing with an uprising from within and also wants to deal with the foundation. So, I mean, okay. that's that's the basic idea.
1: Okay, so first of all, uh, uh, I don't think these are the Metalics because there's another trailer in which you see the people that are confronting Empire and Brother right. Day, and they look very different. They they dress a lot more kind uh, technologically advanced, like not super advanced, uh, but like not as. Um, you know amish as these guys and they do not right. all dressed in white and I think those are the mentalic and second of all what the fuck are mentalics yeah exactly what is that <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear to God it's new type bullshit again <laughs> hi Joe this is Joe <laughs> raw and unprepared that's how I live my life he's my graphics guy <laughs> ah nice <laughs> uh okay so uh, uh uh what was the second thing you said uh, about cleons having to deal with oh
0: like we'll get to that but yeah cleons oh. are dealing with an uprising from um a queen whose name i forget but i have it written up here when i get to the picture oh
1: maybe it. maybe those people i saw are not the metallics maybe those, that's the queen
0: i okay <laughs> i think i, I know, know what the people you're talking about and i don't want yeah. to tell you what they are oh, okay but, but one thing I will show you is this because I have no idea what this is other than some guy from a cyberpunk TV show with shocker gloves.
1: That's Mega Man from the cover <laughs> of the original <laughs> it's the yeah.
0: original Mega Man cover. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you see him fighting who I think is Gale. Might be Salver. It's a very blurry motion blur. But I think it's Gale. He's fighting Gale for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> but he looks cool. He looks like cyberpunk.
1: It yeah. doesn't look like
0: part of the show, but it looks cool.
1: <laughs> you know you know what worries me about behind him? Seem there seems to be the ground is on fire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're not wrong.
1: <laughs> Somebody
0: has blown up the ground again.
1: <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Let's move on from Mega Man, which doesn't give us <laughs> a crumb of context. We
0: have absolutely no idea what this is about. So, yeah. Cool, cool goggles, though. Okay, this guy has been confirmed to be the character of Hober Mallow. Okay, so... Who was name-dropped in the very first episode when Gail was talking about the the main figures of the Foundation's history. Hober Mallow was the second-to-last one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I remember two names, Hober Mallow and The Mule.
0: The Mule, Um,
1: right. I am excited to meet The Mule, who I presume will be played by The Rock. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) because <laughs> I don't know anything about these people. It's just names to me. Um, I know for a fact that these names are significance to people who read the books because they're all very excited about it. Yes. Um, there's also another shot in which the name Holber Merlo Merho is kind of like etched into or graffiti onto the vault itself in glowing paint. Did you catch that? No, I have no idea what that is. That's weird. It, in one of the trailers, I saw that. I paused it, and I'm like, I'm going to tell Eric about this. Somehow I missed sleep. that, yeah. even
0: though I was like going frame by frame on these things.
1: It is. It <laughs> is there's like a lot of trailers out there. So there it's, are. I was going through the four like that a are on the variations.
0: Apple yeah. uh, YouTube channel. So anyway, um, yeah. this is Mallow. I'm very excited. Can't tell you why I'm excited, but I am. Um, um,
1: the actor looks familiar. Do you know what else he's been in?
0: No, no idea. He's not familiar to me. So um, maybe it's I, just
1: generic bearded guy familiar. I don't
0: even remember his name off the top of my head. Do do, do. I gotta write right here. His name is
1: man. You just like said. no. The actor <laughs> who
0: plays him is uh, do, 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 do Dimitri Leonidas.
1: Ah, so.
0: If that helps, it doesn't, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: Cool, though. So we it's see cool. a lot
0: of shots of this scene in particular where it looks yeah. like he's going into this big chamber like that has zero gravity, and he's talking to what look like spacers, specifically this lady.
1: They do who, a little choreograph routine that I like.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> um, and here's a closer look at her. Now, I, I wanted to highlight this picture too because the guy in the background... That could be the actor who is confirmed to play a character named Bel Rios, who's also from the books, and I can't tell you who he is. Um, but he also kind of looks like Gerald from the very beginning of season one. But I don't think it's Gerald because I think he's been dead for a long time. <laughs> but he kind of looks like him. Gerald? Who is Gerald? Gerald? You remember Gerald? He was the guy who greeted Gail when oh, she was. Oh yeah, on the ship. he took yeah. Her,
1: he took her to the church. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, Rach took her to the church. This oh, was just sorry. the guy who like met her and was like, You're from Synax, aren't you? Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: And then later oh, okay. it turns out he was in the employee a, of the employee. Yeah, he was yeah. It's
1: a spy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, he he was, was like the yeah. spy
0: master of the time.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, okay, so next we got Brother Day. Now and
1: Brother Dawn in the background.
0: I love this version of Day. He looks so good. Like, I love the hair. I love the the like slight wrinkles. I don't know. There's just something about this particular version of Day. He looks very different from the days from season one, but I don't know. He just seems like he seems like he has more emotion. Um, and I'm, I'm ready for that.
1: (laughs) Lee Pace is one of the most underrated actors of our time.
0: Yes. I totally agree with you now. I didn't agree with you before, but I agree with you now.
1: (laughs) He bring, he bring his a game, no matter what, like, like he was giving almost nothing to work with as Ronan. And like the plot really didn't focus on what he is about, but every time he's on, he's on camera, he just, he bring his a game. Like, See the problem love- with me
0: was I first saw him in um yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy's Ronan did nothing for me then I saw him in The Hobbit again did nothing for me um yeah. because those are like his two worst roles
1: yeah but like he's he's doing the best he could with what he's given which is yeah, not true a- <laughs> like, I like Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy but it he had to introduce the Guardians it didn't want to it didn't spend any time, time for on Ronan yeah. <laughs> um, uh, for anybody who like Brother day from this go back and watch uh pushing daisies it is one of his best roles lynn is going to keep saying that until i actually go watch it yes <laughs> yeah it's brian fuller i think
0: that name is um, very familiar to me no know, known yeah.
1: for a really good show that is canceled before their time <laughs> <laughs> um
0: uh, also we've confirmed that dusk is coming back
1: yeah, well cool. we don't know which dusk it is. We don't know which dusk
0: this is at all. Yeah. Like I mean, I love yeah. the actor. Just as like I like love uh like Lee Pace. I think this actor really nails it. He's yep. doing a great job.
1: Yes. Yeah, uh, and I also, think,
0: there's a brother Don.
1: Oh, is that a brother dog? I think it's so. a different not, younger
0: brother. Not 100%, but I think
1: so. Different actor, obviously. Yeah. Uh, uh the thing with, though, is I think in the genetic industry, uh, all three actors are great, uh, but I think maybe Dawn is the weakest, but at the same time Dawn, like, the Dawn we follow most, well, like, the whole point is he's divergent, so uh, maybe it isn't... Uh, I don't want to
0: throw any shade at the actor because the character was kind of a whiny douche. Like (laughs) he was written that way. Like that was what he's supposed to be. And that's that's why he was so vulnerable.
1: (laughs) But I don't want to go to the prostitute garden. I want to flirt with the person I employ, because that power dynamic isn't creepy at all. So
0: I will pick the prostitute that kind of looks like her and then not do anything with her. (laughs) (laughs) Creepy.
1: I'm glad he got his next death. That, that's a lie. I was quite sad when he, he died. Yeah, I was too. Like that. I mean, I liked
0: the character. I liked the actor playing. Like I didn't like the character as a person, but I liked the character as a character. um yeah. I just think we spent way too much time with him. Yeah. um And then also, oh, what the? That's weird. We also got Demers all back. Um, we see her in a couple of different shots. Yes. So that confirms one thing that I was worried about. Like, I thought in season two, we might not see this version of Demerzol again. Like after she ripped off her face, maybe she was going yeah. to put on a new face and be somebody else. But nope, she's still here. And she's still with the Empire.
1: Yeah, the the negotiation uh, the act, uh, act, negotiation with the actress went well, clearly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be part of it, yeah. <laughs> I am wondering whether or oh, not we'll see two different versions of Demerzols in this. Uh, because there's... It could just be her from very, two very different scenes. But there's, she's still with the Cleons, because we see her with the Cleons yep. uh, in some of the trailers. But there's also scenes with her, like, with a hood, clearly, all, like, leaving the scene after doing something nefarious. <laughs> <laughs> her hood. Uh, um, um, and I don't know, her vibes seem different. So maybe she's just like under cover mission, but
0: yeah. She's definitely an X factor at this point. Like I'm really curious yeah. to see what they do with her because her character is very interesting. She's a robot, but she's religious and you know, she's true to the empire. But what does that mean exactly? I mean, I love Demersol as a character. She fascinates me.
1: We also forgot to mention that she is the last of the robots. Right, she's the only robot me- after
0: the robot wars. Yeah.
1: Yes. For people who don't know, this like uh foundation, uh, at least in the books, is set in the futures of where the iRobot series are set in. So all the iRobot series are still like like uh the rules still applies and stuff. But sort she of. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, well I mean like there's zero flaw and stuff. Uh but uh she clearly Either have zero law or is no longer bound by the three laws of robotics because she just snapped somebody's neck in the first season.
0: <laughs> also, it's worth noting for people who have read the book um, that this isn't going the way it's going to go in the book because they didn't have the rights to a certain character from the robot series. Um, so they had to, they basically, the character of Demersol is also in the book, but they've kind of changed it so that it fits the show and not the story from the book because that would be infringing on iRobot stuff. So that's important to note. Ah, uh, capitalism always getting in the
1: way of <laughs> good entertainment. Yes. hey, your Riders.
0: You're right. You're a right, baked bean. Dusk is played by a theater actor. He's actually a Shakespearean theater actor. He's really
1: good. Um, just FYI. <laughs> Lee is also a Shakespearean. That's
0: true. Um, okay, and this is the Queen, Probably that the is, queen right? That's trying to overthrow Day, apparently. Um, is that the mule? No. <laughs> and she's what's interesting here is she's in the, the, the birthing chamber with all the clones. Like what's she doing there? <laughs> Other than reciting poetry.
1: Yeah, they gotta stop letting people into that chamber.
0: Yeah, I, really. They need lots of doors. They, <laughs>
1: last time they <laughs> let somebody in it went bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh and also like watching yourself as a baby growing up, kinda creepy guy. And also think the Go last ahead. time they let somebody in this chamber it is, it was like a little bit in the way of like a like a flirty like trying to be oh, vulnerable, right. <laughs> uh try to uh, uh ingratiate yourself and get into somebody's pits uh context <laughs> i wonder if the same thing is happening here that's Maybe. a creepy move you have cleon <laughs> yeah cleon just
0: staring at her back there <laughs> uh okay now here's a couple more characters we know their names um First of all, this guy on the right—that's Polly from season one. He was a kid in season one.
1: Um, I do he, not remember.
0: <laughs> you don't remember Polly? He was like one of the kids. He was—he was, uh, he was oh! the one who, who actually tried to reach the vault. Yes. Okay. I day. do remember. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I yeah. do remember now. Yeah.
0: The wait. What, what are they doing back on Trantor? Oh, my. I have no idea. That blows my mind that they're on Trantor. Yeah. Because it looks okay, so like they're a
1: trantor, obviously. Yeah. For, for visual, uh, for the audio listener, it's like a bunch of Imperial guards escorting Polly and one other, I want to say lady. Uh, the shot is a little bit blurry. It's also uh, a little
0: confusing because that is Brother Constant. Oh, okay. It's, it's obviously a woman. Like like the actress oh, okay. is a woman. So I don't yep. know. Um, and they're, they are being led by guards with the Imperial logo on their hat.
1: Yep. Um, and they see the some of them have like riot gears on. So right, and, and these two characters, Polly weapons.
0: and Brother Constant, are wearing red robes, which I think is significant because we also see in other trailers. I didn't grab any screenshots of this. You see uh, Brother Day, the Empire, uh, yeah. like beating up somebody in red robes. So.
1: Okay, all right, all right, Next.
0: Okay. i excited. Yeah, yeah, we got two left. Here we see Day on Terminus with Demers all behind him and it looks like Polly behind her. I'm not really sure.
1: And maybe like the remains of the vault.
0: Yeah. It kind of either looks like 10. or the remains of the vault or something. Um, I think they're walking towards the vault though. I think he's screaming at the vault, but I could be wrong.
1: He's, he's yelling, how did the coffin turn into this?
0: <laughs> and speaking of Lord of the Rings, he's uh, he's wearing Mithril.
1: <laughs> his his little I'm going out clubbing Mithril mask shirt is brilliant. <laughs> oh, <that's really>
0: <laughs> and then, of course, the scene that's in almost, I think, all the trailers I saw. Um, you see a bishop's claw attacking Brother Day. Still on Trantor, I assume, since that's where Bishop's Claws are.
1: It, yeah, it looked like a Bishop Claw, but it's so much bigger now. It's so big,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it wants to eat his face.
1: Yeah. We'll yeah. see how that
0: pans out. I doubt that they're going to kill the Empire in this scene since they show it in all the trailers. It's not going to happen.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he has the ability to yell at a man until they have a heart attack. So maybe he, <laughs> maybe he just yells at the breath of Bishop's Claw until it dies. Tell me! Yeah, (laughs) I mean Lee Pace is made for yelling things at people So So anyway that's all the pictures I grabbed I could have kept going but I had to stop at some point (laughs) Yes yes fair enough Uh, Okay so uh, I have a couple of little notes I think Let me pull them up Uh, uh, The line is time we rejoin the fight Right. Uh, generic as fuck. Uh, I didn't I know, like that line at all. Yeah, yeah. I know they put generic lines in trailers. It, it sounded
0: they, like yeah. a trailer line. I
1: really hope yeah, it yeah. is, and it's not in the actual show. It <laughs> also like is it is it time you rejoin the fight? You guys left the fight deliberately, yeah, totally. literally hundreds of years into the future because you don't give a shit about the fight. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: not your fight. You both agreed on
1: that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Um. Outside of that, uh, uh, maybe in the podcast version, you can put uh, little uh, spoilers or timestamps because I do have some inside scoop from people who knows uh, somebody who worked on the production team. They prefer to remain anonymous. So I'm not going to say anything else about them or where I got this. Uh, I did. I like they did. Specifically, told me to <laughs> not to credit them directly. Um, <laughs> They're going to get fired because of this, aren't they? <laughs> so, um, you can also tell uh, if you've been paying attention to, uh, to some Instagram posts uh, about from the actors and who get tagged and stuff as well. Uh, Hugo's back. Our favorite Australian, uh, Space Australian, is in season two. Well, he
0: was already uh, like, like, old in terms of how many years he'd lived
1: because he was
0: traveling through space so he was always, you know, adding years to his life. So it's possible, yeah. I'm glad.
1: I love Hugo. He's one of my favorite characters. Now, like, all we know is he was on set uh, and and was in scenes. It could be flashbacks, but he's definitely in season two. Cool. Um, Maybe uh, his consciousness is on the beggar. (laughs) (laughs) Stop putting consciousness in places, Okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's fine. Introduce us to new characters after a time skip. We'll follow them. Stop Damn. game-pogging. <laughs> Take people back <laughs> and follow. You can have Gil and Selphor. You already established that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, on the Empire side, like, Cleons and clones and zones are robots. So we already have some through lights so. <laughs> Right, right. True. <laughs> uh, genius move with the clearance, by the way, genius move. Um, second scoop is um, a little bit more vague and will kind of be something that will confirm our scoop once it's, uh, <laughs> once we see it, I guess. Um, uh, a shot is described uh, of somebody jumping from a spaceship to spaceship in the middle of space. Um, the person was uh, mentioned as a he, um, no more detail, could be <laughs> wrangled I mean, out of them. So the character was mentioned
0: as a he. Um, that's pretty but, vague. I mean, we saw that happen in the first season too, when they jumped to the Invictus.
1: Um, yeah, but this yeah, this is true. But um, this was um, a fun production detail. Apparently, they uh, built a per- perplex uh, uh, like a like fake glass corridor to just so that for the crew to stand in and shoot uh, for that one scene, and then just cool. it after. So you know. Uh, that sounds cool, but maybe use that budget for, you know, better pyrotechnics.
0: Um, <laughs> this is the hill Lynn will die on, the exploding hill Lynn yeah. will die on.
1: Yeah, but it sounds like, it's not, in the Invictus, they had, uh, they had, uh, what do you call it, spacesuits. This kind of sounds like this might be somebody's like, last-ditch effort to save themselves. I don't know if they have spacesuits or... So. Uh, <laughs> Like, this point. doesn't sound like a spacewalk. This sounds like, like you know, either onboarding action or, like, trying to save themselves. Cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, not more of a scoop for the future, but this is more kind of, like, uh, production details. Apparently, those, that mural, like, the awesome moving mural, slightly, it, it moves slightly, right? I imagine. Right,
0: right. It's all kind of, like, trippy, kind of, like, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that the in that the Empire has showing the dynast showing the genetic dynasty the highlights. Just apparently, to give uh, Brother
0: Dusk something to do, apparently. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh apparently after the shooting was done, they just destroyed it. I know. I what? Know.
0: Why? <laughs> <laughs> it could do uh, so much with like really bad interpretations of colorblindness with that thing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that whole colorblind Plus, I'm like, I'm colorblind. <laughs> I, I can see that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, anything else uh, you want to touch on?
0: Um, I'm excited. I can, I can kind of see like the little through lines from the books. So like I can see where they're going with it. And I'm really, really excited to see that. Um, but yeah. also a lot of this is stuff that's completely new. And I'm even more excited for that. I'm really excited to see what they do. With Cleon and the dynasty. Um, Cleon showing up on Terminus, that blows my mind. I can't wait yes. to see
1: how that plays out. Because that's yeah. obviously not from the books. <laughs> yeah. Well, the nobody outside the Empire is given access to those jump ships, but Cleon, like he can trouble within a day because they do yeah. have jump ships.
0: <laughs> right. And you I think in one of the trailers you even see him in a jump ship, like yeah. with the with a mesh going over his face. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's always freaked out by the spaces. I like that. <laughs> they are
0: freaky man
1: (laughs) they are freaky Um, uh, and a little uh, housekeeping Uh, for those of you who are listening to the podcast version of it maybe go check out uh, Eric's YouTube channel The Unapologetic Geek which I'm sure he will put it up in video form and you'll learn by uh, weekly podcast pain of Eric just (laughs) like, reacting to things I say visually, but not saying anything. Like, in visual form, you guys will finally understand my pain of how sometimes it sounds like I'm just ranting for 10 minutes. And Eric is just, like, nodding or, like, looking at me skeptically or, like, laughing silently. Sometimes he laughs silently.
0: (laughs) Whereas Lin, right now, is showing you the exact opposite. He's not moving at all.
1: (laughs) My video froze again. so yeah, so finally come on, like come understand my weekly thing and check out his channel and um, of course the people who watch these videos on your channel, come check out our podcast. Now called yeah. the streaming heap. The streaming uh, for people heap. who are checking in when we were at crack, when we were called Cracking Foundation as well, it, it should be the, still the same feed on any podcast, but you can search for us as the streaming heap on podcast app of your choice and where can they email us if they want to contact us? Well, you can email us at the stream oh, no. You can email us um, at the streamyheap heap at outlook.com. Gotcha. That's the streaming heap at outlook.com. Um, and um, you can find me on threads. <laughs> <laughs> of course you went to threads. <laughs> uh, I think my na- my like, you can, I think you can just find me as Lynn tat. That's H-T-A-T or at Lynn underscore manual underscore Veranda. That's lin manual Veranda. <laughs> <laughs> and manual as in manual transmission.
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> um, go find Eric on Twitter. He loves talking to people on Twitter.
0: Yeah, I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. uh, that view limit's really hurting me, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, and of course, uh, um, if you go listen to the streaming heap, leave us a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice, especially on Apple Podcasts.
0: Yeah, and if you're watching this right now, just go do that on Apple Podcasts. You don't even have to listen. Just leave us a review.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you want to do your YouTuber things, Eric?
0: Uh, you know, uh, like and subscribe, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, you're already subscribed if you're watching, probably. Um yeah. Uh, But yeah, hit that like button. Don't forget to smash that like button. This is another reminder. Hit that smash button.
1: Yes, just go ahead. Yes, (laughs) just go and click all the links in the description. Just click on. Just click
0: them (laughs) all. And yeah, I've got a video of uh, the Rocketeer coming up on Sunday, so that'll be fun.
1: So, Eric, this is your channel.
0: Oh, um, uh, 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 never be ashamed of what you love, as long as you're not hurting anybody. Um, Respect and enjoy the peace. Uh, Life is but a stream. Any of those (laughs) will do.
1: Some of you stand to be a little bit more ashamed. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen your browser history, you animals. (laughs) All right, bye. Bye.